welcome back to the Hoops Temple Podcast. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz. Joining me from Sacramento, Aaron Schroeder. Good to see you guys. Good afternoon. Joining us from New Zealand, Dylan Williamson. Good morning. And also joining us from Sacramento, Jack the Kings fan. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. You know we're doing a Pacific Division pod, but we can't start with the Pacific until we talk about the big news, which barely involves the Pacific Division. We got Drew Holiday going to Boston. We got Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee. We've got Aiton going to Portland. And Phoenix, we'll talk about them during the episode. But gentlemen, immediate reactions, thoughts, takes? Bucks are fucking loaded, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what people are pretending to look at. The Bucks have a guy who just dunks people through the rim under the basket and another guy that shoots from half court. There's no defensive scheme that involves five players that can cover them at once. I've seen people, you know, people like to, to zag on that and say like, well, they got rid of their depth. I could care less. I care so little. They already signed campaign. They're getting it back together. How are you stopping those two guys? It's as if I took the perfect two-man team for a blacktop game and just put them together. The two guys complement each other perfectly. There's no area of the game where Giannis and Dame are not going to dominate. At least one of them, at least. Yeah, you, you get the most dominant rim um, attacker, combine him with one of the best um, shooters from distance. Um, Giannis, Dame, pick and roll. Like, what do you even do about that? One of the things I love about that pick and roll is just you can run it from so far out. Like... You know, Curry and Draymond, they set this pick and roll up at like 35 feet. And if you hit Draymond, well, Draymond's an excellent passer. Cool. You hit Giannis at, you know, 24 feet you know, on the roll. He can dribble, attack the basket, or kick. Like, I think Giannis is going to average a career high in assists just off of that pick and roll getting the secondary assist. Yeah, Giannis on the short roll. Totally possible. Um, ESPN's fantasy points prediction predict Giannis to score 40 a night. After the trade, so I'm 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 in on that. Whatever the formula they're cooking up, I'm really interested to see how that goes down. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be insane to watch and ins- insane to watch teams try to stop that. But it's just so cool seeing almost like kind of a fair arms race going on. Like it's not just the league hoping to catch the KD Warriors. It's like teams are are chess matching each other right now. It's it's blow for blow. Yeah, we did our earlier season or earlier in the off season like predictions. We're like, all right. Nuggets have a 25% chance of repeating. All right, Suns are at like 15. With these moves now, you know, I do think a lot of other teams got a little bit worse. But for a second, I was like, all right, Milwaukee, 25% chance. Them and Denver tied. And then Boston pulling out the Drew Holiday move. Like, how much does that suck for Milwaukee? Because, like, yeah. it it's the worst possible case scenario. Now that it, they've got Dame, there was no one that really had a guard that could stop him or try to stop him. And then Boston goes out and gets the perfect counter, which is the guy that Milwaukee just gave up. At the very least, the Celtics gutted a lot of their depth to get Drew Holiday. So they have that to write home about. They're not going to have the presence of Robert Williams if he even plays. They're not Mm going to have Brogdon. They lost a lot of their bench pieces to get that Holiday pick. It is kind of poor form from the Bucks front office that they allowed a trade where the final pieces ended up being their star point guard, who's the best on-ball defender, that they allowed him to go to their you know, their conference rival. That's sort of a bad piece of business. You 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 kind of like in an ideal world that when they swing that trade that, um, you know, they could have finalized it where Drew is somewhere that's not like the one team that they don't want him to go up to be on. Yeah, you would try to make it a four team where you get a little bit of say where, all right, we're going to send him here before this. Like, yeah, send him to LA, send him to the Clippers, send him to the Lakers, send him to the Kings. Aaron, you wanted to exactly. give up three picks for him? I was all in. I was, I was really <laughs> thinking about it. But 
I don't I don't really mind that for for Milwaukee. I understand that it hurts because that's their number one competitor in the East right now. But you'd make that trade, like you'd make that deal. Would Milwaukee you? got better than yeah. Milwaukee got way better than Boston got better. I don't know. I mean, so Boston did give up their best way to stop Giannis to get the best way to stop Dame. So like it, you're right, Jack. It is definitely not like this easy no brain win and for them. But Boston went into the off season. And basically trade out Marcus Smart and Robert Williams for Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis. And I think that's a pretty sizable upgrade. Yeah, the issue with Robert Williams is that he just kind of never played to begin with. Mm-hmm. So how much are they really losing? Yeah, which might still happen with Kristaps. Yeah. yeah, and Brogdon. Brogdon doesn't play either, and he didn't even want to be there. But for I went, I was worried a little bit about Boston's center rotation because we had talked about earlier, like the uh, the over unders on how many combined games Kristaps, Rob Williams, and Horford play, and we ended up at like sixty five or something. And so with one of those guys gone, Kristaps has to be healthy, and if he's not healthy, you got retirement home al horford like holding up the center position again which i don't i think he can still do but the the question marks are going to be there what aaron you don't like namias Keda playing center for the celtics i don't hope think they Nemias run him Keda out there great. i want to see he's gonna he's gonna play he's gonna play he's gonna play that's awesome no i feel guy that's great i'm proud of him for uh for getting those minutes he's gonna foul out in about 35 seconds but He's, he's not a Jokic stopper? No. Though they can stop Dame, and Drew Holiday is such a fantastic like chess match piece. Like, you got Dame, we have Drew Holiday, but Giannis is going to... Grant Williams is gone. Rob Williams... Yeah, Rob Williams is gone. There's no Williams to stop um, Giannis anymore. That that chess match kind of has been like the story of Boston's offseason in that they were really the only team that sort of made a move that was kind of, you know, Jokic central, where... The only way to really beat Jokic is that you have to have someone that guards him, but then also have another player that can guard the rim. And they went and did that by adding KP to Horford and, at the time, Williams. And then they had this other huge problem to deal with in Dame, and so they went and got the best on-ball defender in the league. And so it's interesting to see that they're the team that's really like focusing on these big problems that they're going to come up against um, as they try to get to a championship. Well, I think with Kristaps Porzingis, you don't want him more than five feet away from the rim. Like, you're really... Park him there uh, and don't move him, which means you need guards who are going to come over screen. So otherwise you just get pick and rolled to death and the guard goes over, you know, can't get under fast enough. Drew is one of the best at getting over and around screens. Uh, Derek White is not bad, but I, I think I, I, it's it's a two horse race now in the East. Like it is Boston, it is Milwaukee, and everyone else can just, you know, sell it in now. Miami. <clears throat> oh, Miami's a huge <laughs> fucking loser. Toronto yeah, has to go ahead and rebuild now. Seriously. I, I, I shaped up my Eastern Conference predictions. I bumped the Celtics up to fifty-five wins. I had them at fifty. The Bucks to sixty-three. I just Ooh. think they're gonna. I just think they're gonna like hate fuck the league for the entire <laughs> off season. Oh, um, and then the Your Heat. I had predicted. <laughs> do we think the Sixers are doing anything? Uh, there's very little talk about what the Sixers are going to do next season because they didn't really do too much this off season except for get weird. They haven't made any trades, but you know. <sighs> I mean, they wanted to get in on Drew. The silence is loud. Yeah. I think we lost Aaron. That's why the silence is real loud. Oh, wow. I thought Aaron was really committing to this bit. <laughs> just a <just the> side eye. <laughs> Bombastic side eye. <laughs> Did I leave there? Whoops. Sorry, yeah. Guys. You were giving us the, you were giving us the side eye. Very strong. That was that's the best way you could have thought. It was like, it froze perfectly. <laughs> that's great. Do you have anything to add to your side eye? I think I was saying the Heat, I had predicted 
like the tra- trade to go through essentially like in my my did my easter conference predictions if they had dame at 50 wins i'm at 40 now so sorry heat and your predictions are they even a playoff team maybe one second they gotta still make it's the playoffs the eighth seed yeah the eighth seed. They, they barely did last year and then they got worse yeah they gotta figure out a tyler hero for james harden swap up or something that... i don't uh, do you like that does that make <laughs> anyone happy <laughs> It at least gets into the playoffs. It reshuffles the deck chairs in a way that's like your garbage for my garbage, and then Hero is yeah. actually a nice fit it's, with Embiid. It's like the premium version of your concept that we'll talk about soon, Aaron. It's like the premium shit shuffle. Thank you. I'm glad the shit shuffle is <laughs> catching on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we're talking Pacific Division, so it's that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's very poignant. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump into the Pacific Division then. Um, and I figured just probably the easiest segue in is to start with Phoenix. And I decided I want to start asking my kind of trivia questions at the front of each team as opposed to the back of each team. The idea of small ball has been thrown out a bunch since I think everyone hates their front court depth of Nurkic, Eubanks, and Metsu. I'm going to give you a guy and I want you to tell me how what percentage of his minutes he played at the center position last season. Okay. All right. Kevin Durant. Oh, I think like five percent, probably five. I can't. I can't imagine he played too much center with Daron Sharp and Claxton in Brooklyn. Mm, good point. Three, probably. Oh, that's high. Oh, that's low. I was gonna go with fifteen. Oh, I'll keep it at five then. <laughs> go ahead, Don. I don't feel like he played hardly any center last year. I'll go. I'll go six percent. The answer is four percent. I think Aaron Ooh, wins. Winner. Yeah. Let's All right. go. Let's see how much you guys watched the Spurs last year. Kenneth Bates Diop. <laughs> Ooh. The Spurs had the worst defense ever by defensive rating. So I, I imagine they played anybody at center, anyone yeah, they could. I, I'm going to say about 8%. They also tried a protal halfway through the season. And... I'm going to let you guys know I'm also using uh, basketball references, play-by-play tracker. So take all of these with a grain of salt. I can't imagine Kenneth Bates Diop playing any center, right? He's not that... Am, I can't be... Thinking he's he's got to be like not taller than six nine. Actually, yeah, sure. Pop, Pop doesn't like playing non centers, so I'm gonna go. I don't, I'm gonna go I don't think he's played any center. I don't think he's played any center. He's super short. That is correct. I mean, Zero is the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Bowl, bowl. Oh. He plays center occasionally. Like he's like, fifteen mm-hmm. percent. He's out there. Percentages are weird for bowl, bowl because he. Also, hardly ever played, and so it's like, you know, what percentage of almost nothing is he playing at center? There's no way Bobo didn't play center, right? He's 7'2". We, we can't be... Uh, this is not a trick question where it's going to be zero, right? There's no way. There I'm is, thinking... There's another zero in this list uh, whose name's been thrown out for small ball center lineups, uh, but is not Bobo, who played in 70 games last season, averaging 20 minutes a game, 33 starts for the Orlando Magic. I said, 10%? I see you've got that smile like it's going to be low. It's, he played a lot with like Wendell Carter. Like I, I think watched it's the be, King, Kings Magic game and I don't think he played at all. It must be fairly high because their best players are power forward, so he can't play that many minutes at the at the four. But he wasn't playing at all. He was playing only in blowouts, though. Like That's only with basically, <laughs> yeah. right? Come on, guys. We've got two more of these guys uh, to get through. 20, 20%. 18%. Okay, I said 15. Okay. I'm great at this. <laughs> All right. Yuta Watanabe. It's I will tell zero. you, it is more zero. than zero. Really? Really? How, two. How, two. 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 Two percent. 
How much was Durant? Durant was four. Oh, right, that's go, actually a good question. I'll go four for Uter as well. Although, who, who do they call the center if those guys both play together? I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> it, it was rhetorical. There's no way Yuta played any less than 10%. It's a bullshit answer, Jack. It's a fucking it is a bullshit answer. answer. <laughs> <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Uh, 15. We'll go with 15. What was he we'll go eight. 8%. 8%. Okay, that's higher than I anticipated. All right, last guy whose name's been thrown out a shit ton, Nasir Little. Uh, zero. Zero. Sure. That's a zero. There's no way. Nasir Little's like 6'6", six, six, right? The Blazers yes. had centers. Like, they played Nurkish yeah. and they, they, they played they play Eubanks. Eubanks. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. So the combined quintet here is at 30%. Durant, Bull, Bull, Utah, Nasir, This is Diop. fantastic prep, Nate. Great. This is great. <laughs> this is good prep. They, they cannot do small ball. I do not know what this whole talk of, oh, Durant's <laughs> going to play center and Nasir Little. It's going to be a, a small front court. Nasir barely played on a garbage Portland team. What are we fucking talking about here? Maybe for a game, like, I could see, you know, for stretches, they have small ball potential, but, like, KD cannot play center and take that physical toll for an entire season or any, like, month at a time. You're out of your fucking mind. And I'm not convinced that their actual centers can do that either. Is <laughs> Chemezi Metu holding up for an entire season? Is That's the thing. Is Yusuf I, Nurkic? I think they have to because... They don't have great center depth, and their starting center, not only is he injured all the time, but he also, like, kind of sucks. People forget that about Yusuf Nurkic. He hasn't been good in, like, four years and is a constant injury risk. He's barely played in, like, three years. So I think that they have to go small just by necessity that they don't have anyone else to play. Like, Drew Eubanks was a decent, like, filler for a terrible team. They they don't have enough fives, and they've got they've got too many fours. Like, they went and traded DeAndre Aiden for a guy that's going to start at center that can't play and then they're full string power forward. So they, they have no choice but to go small. Here's a Nurkic fun fact. How many years do you think it's been since he's averaged more than a single block a game? Oh, I was looking at this as dunks. Thanks for a game the other day. And it's been like five years since he averaged more than one dunk. Like, uh, I'm going to go with five. Five yeah. seasons since a block? Since a, a block, single a block I think it's like 2018. 2018 yes. that. Yes. 17, 18 seasons. Three years. Ah, it's been three that. years. Okay. Good on three him. Three years. Wait, is that the year that he played eight games? <laughs> no, he played He played 37. Yeah, that year was eight games. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually, we are going further back. Okay. No, it's, I made it. I made a TikTok saying the same thing about the Suns. Like, oh, they fixed their depth, but now you have this front court issue. And the verbiage I used was close your eyes and imagine um, Yusuf Nurkic, NBA champion, and try not to pass out. Like, there's no way you can. It's just, can you like close your eyes, imagine like the finals, the decals are on like the court, and it's Nurkic ready to like do the jump ball thing. It's that's never happening. I think it's it's harder to imagine him just like playing in the finals. Like you can imagine him, you know, riding the bench to the NBA Finals while they close with KD at center. But imagine NBA Finals Game Seven, two minutes on the clock, and Yusuf Nurkic is on the floor. Like you'll have an aneurysm. Hey, Kendrick Perkins said that Bull Bull is going to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. So, <laughs> guess we have. Guess we're out of luck, man. We have no idea. There was a while where I used to call him Nick Right, Nick Wrong, because it was just like, oh, he said something. It's it's the exact opposite of whatever is true. I feel like Perkins has that exact same of like oh cool perkins said it so the opposite yeah. is what's actually real i kind of give him a pass because i feel like he's you know like he's a grifter like he's doing it intentionally like he's either incredibly dumb or he's 
doing it for the He's show. The Candace Owens I, of I'm NBA. I hit Dylan. It's both. <laughs> it's, oh, both. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you know those like right wing YouTube channels that like get really mad when there's like women in Star Wars. And it's like I'm sure that like part of them does hate that, but they're playing it up for for clicks. I feel like Perkins is is the NBA version of that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can flip Grayson Allen for like a starting or a solid NBA level rotation center at some point. Yeah. Centers are easy to get is, I guess, the benefit. There might be a decent one on buyout. I, I can't imagine who at the moment, but someone. There's always a decent old center who comes around. What's no? Serge Bach up to? Is he still, uh, is he still playing? He's not. The new CBA has tougher rules on second apron teams signing buyout players. Does anyone remember what oh, that is? Yeah, that's oh, okay. can't. true. Do it. You just straight up can't. Damn, they can't do anything. Mm. Mm. They could give our boy Mike Dom a call. That's true. <laughs> my... Hey. El- at least get someone that tries. Yeah. That's true. Dom has effort and energy. I have the yeah, Suns at 51 wins. Um, I still think they're really talented. They have a bunch of, of, of scorers on the roster. But in terms of that like that f- finals run, especially with everyone else getting fucking crazy around them, I don't see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually slightly higher on them. Like I have them at 55 because I think their problems will be much easier to, to see in the playoffs where you can – game plan against them, go against them again and again. I don't think they have as many different uh, lineups or versatility that they can use because you're basically looking at like guard scores that can shoot. You don't even have like a strong downhill attack the presence. You've got a lot of guys who can do mid-range or catch and shoot. So I think it's going to be a, a good good mix for the regular season, bad mix for the playoffs. I had them at 47. I think they're going to run into two major issues. The first is that their defense is going to suck because they can't protect the rim. And I guess they're going to have to play small or they have to play Nurkic who can't defend the rim either. But it has no choice but to play drop coverage. And then I don't think the offense is going to be otherworldly. Like this isn't to me a, a top three sort of offense that they would need to be to carry them to really high wins. Probably the simplest thing is just that they're going to have a math problem. They've got a guys guys that score at a bunch of you know twos. Um, it's what the Clippers ran into last year where they actually – shot with incredible you know really good efficiency but Kawhi and Paul George take twos not threes and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal are gonna and NKD to an extent they're they're two-point shooters and so they're gonna have a math problem on offense I had them on, I had them at 50 flat I'm obviously worried about the defense I'm worried about the depth but I think they're still gonna be a really good regular season team because when you've got stars like that it's kind of hard to lose regular season games in such I mean you can look at the nets but I don't think this team's the nets well, if you're a Vegas person or just a degenerate sports gambler, like some of us are, Vegas over-unders have them at 52 and a half. Our average, uh, with three of us taking the under, has them at under 51, 50.75. So uh, don't bet the over. I think that's a good under. I, I'd take the under. Yeah. They're the perfect West team right now. They're like so many other Western Conference teams. They're an injury away from like 41 wins. Every every other team or every team seems to have that issue. Yeah, I mean, if Durant got hurt, God, even even when Nurkic gets hurt, like there's their center depth is just not just not enough there for for a big injury. All right, who we want to talk about next? Are we? Uh, who do we think is going to be the next best team? Well, I didn't think that the Suns were going to be the best team to begin with. All right, who do you think is going to be the best team in this uh, division? The Chris Paul Golden State Warriors. Excellent. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, do you? So I know I know you say that facetiously, but there have been the reports that Chris Paul will be starting. So I thought our fun question for the Warriors would be, 
Curry, Clay, Green, Wiggins, and Looney were the best five-man unit in basketball last season. But with Chris Paul presumably starting, one of them has to go to the bench. Rank the four, or sorry, rank the four-man lineups without one of the five starters. So we've got the no Wiggins, no Clay, no Curry, no Green, no Looney. Which one has the best net rating? One through five. I think the one I like the most is no Green, no Draymond. Okay. Draymond, even going into the Draymond coming off the bench would be would be good for them. Chris Paul coming off the bench would be the best thing. But if they're dead set on this, um, I think the least likely to go to the bench is Clay Thompson. I think Steph would go to the bench before Clay is like, yeah, I'll do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just an ego thing there. But uh, I yeah, I could picture you know Chris Paul being like six foot Draymond Green. You guys, everyone can everyone can envision that with yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. That they're, they're the ones with the like the most duplicative skill set. Um, they're guys that are creating, that are facilitating, you know, scoring opportunities for their teammates, and their skill sets aren't very complementary. That's excellent analysis. But do we think the no green lineup is the best lineup? Yeah. Yeah. You are wrong. Yeah. It is the third best lineup. Oh, you mean I didn't? I, I didn't miss my quiz. Sorry, yes. sorry. Are we are we doing last year? I thought you were doing. Yes. I thought we were doing oh, with Chris Paul. Last okay, year, yeah. um, by no Warriors stuck without Draymond. So yeah. If if I had to choose, then I think it would be the one without Clay, right? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Without Clay, then without Looney. Ooh, no, I wouldn't put the Looney one so high. Looney's so helpful to that team. Are we are we talking? Wor- no, My I, th- I think the. Which lineup think, with the other four players produces the highest net rating is going to be number one. Yeah, that was with Draymond, right? Without Clay, I don't fucking know. Without Clay Dylan. is number two. Okay. Who, who the? Without Wiggins. Without Wiggins is number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they had they had decent floor depth last year. Put it together. Put it together. He didn't play much last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By net rating, they were plus sixteen point four points. Without the Wiggins, they were plus 15.7 without Clay, plus 9.33 without Gr- without Draymond, plus 9.3 without Curry, negative 6.55 without Looney. So yeah. without Looney, they go from being really good to really bad. He's mm. the worst player, technically, but he's, in terms of like basketball, you got you to gotta have him out there. He's, yeah. he's the most irreplaceable. Yeah, maybe that makes him better. Maybe we should uh, adjust our rankings a little bit, but totally get that. just thought it was a, a nice thing to think about because I've seen the pitch of, well, you just put Draymond at center, and I don't think Draymond has the yeah. speed or the, the strength to be a center throughout the course of the regular season. Like I think Looney is probably the most irreplaceable of that crew. Uh, it's also helpful to have some height in the lineup. Yeah, I, I know that's not t- thrown around a lot when it comes to the Warriors, but having your tallest player be 6'6 is kind of insane. At any point. And and when it came to the playoffs, the Warriors were so much better with Looney as opposed to Green. They looked better with Looney mm-hmm. than when Green got suspended during Game 3. They just looked like a way better team than they did at any other point in the series. I Looney's got to stay on the court. I don't know what they're doing starting Paul over him. I actually liked the Warriors quite a bit, and Dylan's not too far off. I had the Suns at 51 wins with the Warriors at 49. I loved the Chris Paul bit, and I just feel like you get Jordan Poole out of there, and as much as you can like him, that team didn't like each other very much. And if anyone can play like we are the smartest team, we play so free-flowing, and um, we make all the right plays, it's this Warriors team, and they know how to play together. And if anyone can can stay on top of that, it's someone as smart as Chris Paul. Yeah, and I mean, the, the biggest knock against the Warriors is that 
Chris Paul is going to like ruin their starting lineup. Well, if it doesn't work, Steve Kerr is not just going to keep it like that for the entire season. Like if they get 10 games into the, into the thing and they, you know, get 10 points better when they put Looney in for Chris Paul, like they're just going to start Looney and move Chris Paul to the bench. And so like, maybe it's a little bit rough to begin with, but they'll figure it out. I had them at, interestingly, at, 50, at 48 wins. So I'm lower than you while also being higher than you. Okay. Um, just, <laughs> Interesting. Just lower on lower on the suns, I guess. Um, but yeah, like uh, the starting lineup is still ridiculous. They've got decent depth. I liked a lot of the pieces they added. And when, 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 when everyone plays, they win games. I think some of the pieces that they added, um, really under the radar signings, like Corey Joseph. He's going to be the third string point guard, but like that is a competent player that, hey, if someone's hurt in the playoffs and now Corey needs to play 10 minutes a night, I'm not... I'm not freaking out. Uh, Rodney Magruder, he's been a fringe NBA player for a couple of years, but he he was good with the Heat a few years back in the playoffs. Brings a lot of hustle and energy. That's the funniest signing. Do you guys remember the Clay Thompson Rodney Magruder? No, loosely. I remember. I remember something about that. I don't. R- Rodney Magruder um had like a bit of a scuffle with the Warriors after the game, and Clay was on guest commentary, and he he was saying that like um. They're like, what's what's going on, Clay? He's like, oh, Magruder's just mad. He's probably going to be out of the league soon, so he's probably just mad about that. <laughs> that's that's I, right. I don't know, that's don't know why he's acting like a good player. It's Roddy Magruder. Yeah. He did shoot 42% from three. I love Roddy Magruder. Roddy, Roddy Magruder's a good player, but it's a hilarious Is he above 6'6"? Six, six? No, <laughs> he's, he's no, six, six. <laughs> no, he's not. He is not. Uh, but you know who is? Usman Garuba. <laughs> I will go at such great lengths to defend Usman Garuba as much good. as I will because I, I'm I like Spanish, Garuba, he's right. Spanish, I love Garuba. He's not that good. He's really not that oh. good. I want him to be good so badly, <laughs> but he can't do anything in the post. He's, he's got no bag, he, zero he's, bag. He's like, um, he's a poor man's Draymond Green. He's like a pretty versatile defender, but like absolutely zero yeah, offensive ability. He was like if Draymond Green could only average less than one assist a game. Yeah, it's, it's like Draymond if you can't pass, and it's like, what are you doing on offense? But the, he's like, you know, got some decent size and athleticism. Yeah, and he's a bully. He shot 40% from three last year, guys. What are you talking about? What, um, on, how on, many how many attempts was that? that was that's that four or That's not important, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was, he was 24 or 59 last year. He's knocking him down. I cannot wait for Usman Garuba to go play for Tenerife in Liga ACB in Spain and be a demon, but this is probably not his year. Do you want to know no. what he shot in the World Cup? <laughs> not good. No, I have no idea. He didn't hit a single three. He's over two. He didn't hit a single three. I know. <laughs> okay. okay, that's interesting. Well, he was knocking him down for Houston. He's like, this guy's 20 years old. He's 21. He's younger than me. Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, hey, it, you're taking swings at guys on the minimum, guys that have been cut from other places. And, like, what's a better place for Usman than to be with Draymond Green? And, like, to kind of teach him, show him the ropes. Like, if, if there was a place for him to be successful, this is probably a decent spot. And... You're back on the two timelines train. You got him, Moody, uh, Kaminga. Got got that young trio. It's just one timeline now. And it's just the one. That's that's the future of the league, man. <laughs> it's it's time horizons. Kaminga, Garuba, Moody. That's the future of the league. I can't believe I just heard Usman Garuba and future of the league in the same <laughs> sentence. I think I'm gonna like pass out or something. Maybe go back to work. His future is that he may or may not be in the league. There we go. That's better. Do you know his first <laughs> yeah. name? His full name is actually Destiny. That's his real name. 
there's your fun Usman Garuba fact of the day. Why does he that's, go by Usman? That's less cool than Usman. Yeah, Destiny Usman I, Garuba. That's his name. I don't know why. So my wife and I are pick. about to the stage of like having kids. And so like we pay a lot of attention to people's names and whatnot. And there was a friend um, that just had their kid. And we're like, oh, good. that They had a good name. We started discussing like terrible kids' names. And my wife was throwing out names. And I'm not going to say them because I don't want to insult these, these people. But they're, they're like... Oh, that's a stripper name. Like, I would never give my kid a stripper name. Destiny is a stripper name. <laughs> like, it's that's too bad. Terrible. Nate, can you uh, name your firstborn Hoops Temple so we can have free marketing Ooh. for the rest oh. of the year? Right? That's a good. That's a good idea. Do you want to know what my my firstborn son's name will be? I've had this picked out for years. Are you sure? If you have it picked out, yeah. Um. So when I was like eight year old, eight years old, I promised that I would name my firstborn kid after my best friend. Um. And I, Help. Very nice. Remember that promise. Uh, it's going to be a middle name though. It's Joseph. So middle name's Joseph. Uh, first, first name Corey. No, Julius. <laughs> Julius Joseph one. Hoops Temple Schwartz. Right. <laughs> well, Throw it all in there. <laughs> so I, I found out that my great grandfather on my dad's side's name is Julius. I'm like, cool. It's a family name. I can get away with this. Then if he's athletic and cool, he can just go by Julius and be cool. And if he's like nerdy and maybe just stands in the corner and shoots threes, he goes by JJ. Figure this out. Dude, that's, that's some brilliant. Shit right? Right that there. is wow. brilliant. Yeah. And okay. if he ever wants to go like in corporate world and like just be a normal person, he can just go by his middle name, Joe or Joseph. Like, you know. You've got it all people. planned out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told and my if wife he wants this. to be a basketball podcast pioneer, Hoops Temple, his second middle name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Jack, what do you got for uh, for Warriors wins? Warriors win total. I just went with 47. I wanted to give the Kings a couple more. That was some Homerism, but I think around 47. 47 is what I landed on. I could see them going a game or two higher. I think the line is something like 40 because I was desperate. 49 because I was desperate to test the bet the under on the Warriors. But I'm going with 47. I'm I'm pulling a Dylan here, and I'm just going over with all of these teams because uh, I don't know. It's a long season. Someone will have injuries and. Then everyone else will bump up. I went with 51 for the Warriors. I feel like, what, there were 44 last year and Wiggins played like 30 games. Having them back. That, they they had the point differential of a 47-1 team last year, though. Yeah. So you add in a full season of Wiggins. Point differential. So minus a few. They're losing the production of Jordan Poole, though. <laughs> minus oh, a no. few games for Chris Paul. I was going to say, that at least this season, they won't have someone punch someone else in training camp. Right. But we don't know that for sure. Draymond and and Paul could still come to blows. Like that's not been settled yeah. yet. Steve Kerr and Chris Paul. You, you don't think Steve Kerr has forgotten about um Chris Paul pretending to laugh at his joke, do you? Ooh, that's How an iconic clip. This? That is an iconic clip. <laughs> that's an iconic NBA clip. It really is. Steve Kerr makes a joke. Chris Paul does a fake laugh and then goes dead serious. Yeah, do not. And, and then he was asked about it. And then when he when he was asked about it, his quote was, "Wasn't shit funny." Yeah, it was ancient funny. <laughs> I say that every day. I use ancient funny all the time. It's a great, great catchphrase. It's I God, it's Why, great. Why'd you pretend to laugh? Ancient funny. Ancient funny. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, for our Vegas stands out there, the Vegas over underline is forty eight and a half. Uh, and with my high total, we actually came in at forty eight point seven. So uh, it's a well set line. That's a good yeah. line. Stay away from this one. Yeah, mm. don't bet this one. All right, now it's time to play a little bit of favoritism here. We got two Kings fans on, one Clippers fan, one Lakers fan. Are we are we talking about Kings next, gentlemen? 
Yeah, I think we Let's should take a vote. Two to two did, to two to one. Did, did you guys have the Kings with the Knicks most wins? I did. Yeah, I and did. actually, no, I had them tied with the Lakers. Actually, which I, I ended up having like Lakers, Suns, Kings, Warriors. Yeah, the Lakers. Then the other one. The, top? the fuck is no, wrong with the Su- Suns, Lakers. Okay, Lakers too. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm not that crazy. Let's talk Kings. Uh, This one I don't have quite as much fun of a question. Does not apply to this upcoming season. But the last time the Kings made it past the first round was 2004. There are seven Kings who played in at least 10 playoff games. There were like, they put in guys for like one minute. So I was like, all right, you had to actually play. How many of the seven can you guys name? Who are these uh, that played in in 04? Yes. The last time the Kings made it to the second round of the playoffs, which should be Sacramento's goal this year, uh, there were seven guys who played in the majority of the games. So what, 2005? Nope, 2004. 2004. 03, 04. Did we lose against uh, Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. That year? That seven-game series. I, I, I can I can damn near get that roster, I think. I, go ahead. Right? Go ahead. Oh, let's okay. go. So Weber, Stoyakovich, Christie. Yep. Bibby. Yep. Divock Jackson. Easy, right? And then Jamar, Jabari Smith's dad. Play, yeah, sure. fuck he yeah. Did because I just did a video on that. Uh, so that's seven. I've got seven. I can't not include Brad Miller. It's my favorite. Aaron knows how much I love Brad Miller. Love Brad Miller. Beyond that, I think it's eight. Gerald, Wall- Gerald Wallace. That was in our Kings draft. Gerald mm, Wallace. Don't think he's that's on that nine. team, though. Yeah, he Wallace was, is really. not on the 0304 Kings. 0304? Come nope. on. And uh, <sighs> you named another name in there. It was uh, Parker. Yeah, J- no, Jabari, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith Jr.'s uh, dad. Jabari Smith Fifth Sr. is on that team. He only played in four of the playoff games. It counts. What else do you need for us, Nate? I'm still looking for that seventh guy to play at least ten games in the playoffs. Um, was it um, – who is the, the center with the crazy hair, Nate? Um, Scott Pollard. It is Scott not Scott Pollard. Not Pollard. Ooh, wait, what, now I'm embarrassed. Was it um, – uh, what was it? Was it Izzy Hito? Is he on that team? It is not Hito. Hito was not, not Hito. on that team. Um, is this 0304? A... Yeah. 0304. <laughs> what position does he play? He is listed as a shooting guard. Oh, I got no chance. No idea. And it's not, so we're not, we're not looking for Jackson. Nope. Bobby Jackson. Jackson. He did not play in as many playoff games. What, uh, he get traded mid season. So he only got 50 games in that year. So either trade or injury. Ah, like Anthony Peeler? I don't know. Anthony <laughs> Peeler. Dude, that's that the is the name. <laughs> what a pull. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. Wow. I uh that name like flashed into my head, but I was like, right? what the fuck is that? Like I'm not I don't even know if that's a Kings player. <laughs> no, he was he wasn't very good. I don't like obviously he was played for the Kings when I was a small baby, but anything I remember from him wasn't great. Good work. Good work uh, he was the veteran savvy, you know backup guard that could control the pace and and tempo. i don't think i could tell you anything about anthony peeler uh i played shooting guard for the kings 2004 <laughs> throw that though those yeah. ones out there <laughs> yeah, uh, at least you've heard at least you know the name i've never heard of this guy i was like six oh, of these names his... are real easy but uh that seventh one the seventh one's Man. gonna be tricky oh that was his second to last year in the league i just looked it up yeah you, you shot 48 percent dude's a baller man from three, we should have beat KG in the anyway. Wolves that year. Is that the is that the year with the KG's quote? Was like I got some Mac twelves and some and the whole like I'm ready to go to war clip. Is that it the is. same series? It yeah, it is the same. It, series. It's so fucking. I'm so disappointed because KG has that whole clip, and then Vlade 
who like it comes from like a war-torn country delivers like the hardest line ever where he goes like he knows nothing about war and if the kings won that game that would have been the greatest day of my life that's like the people how, would have sampled that on the i know it they would have he knows nothing about war man we missed out on that and it's like in the deep vlade voice too god yeah exactly okay well we can talk about the kings i had him at 46 wins um i felt like our stability is our greatest strength at this point we know exactly what we're doing we were pretty good last year for mostly every other team the um like the suns or the grizzlies or the warriors um pelicans timberwolves we're talking about integrating new guys trying new stuff working out all the kinks um the kings will, will hit the ground running and I, I like that they don't have the talent of a 50 something win team but i ended up saying like we got better because of continuity and sasha Zenkov and um so that'll bring us up by three wins. Got the Vizenkov jersey on. Oh, you have a Vizenkov jersey? <laughs> That's, That's awesome. <laughs> I have been posting Sasha Vizenkov content on my TikTok account since maybe April, like four months before we signed him. Wow. I've been all in. I have so many stocks on this guy. If he fails, <laughs> I am my career is It's over. But then we're also the clutchest team in the league. And I don't think that's going to happen again. And so it's like three wins forward, three wins back, right about the same spot. Yeah, we. It's hard. It's really hard to look at our clutch stats last year and envision that we repeat it. But it's also really hard to look at our playoff shooting stats and envision that we're going to do that again because we shot so generationally horrible the second we got to the playoffs. I think it's got to get a little bit better. I have us at forty-seven wins just. So I could have us a little bit above the Warriors and put us in third place, but that's where I'm at. I need to separate the Kings and the Lakers. I'm both at 46 wins. Do I want to move the Kings up or the Lakers down? I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take a win from somebody else. So if we're not as enthusiastic going forward, or something else changes, we'll see. Maybe I'll just take another win from the Blazers from 18 to 17 wins. There it is. Take, take a win from the Clippers. What about that? There you go. Sorry, Dylan. Yeah, Let's see what Dylan has go. to say first. I'll let him defend himself. Um, on, on the Kings, I had 45 wins based on, on similar logic to you guys. Like, it's pretty much the same team. Um, some minor tweaks to the roster. Um, maybe a little bit better. Uh, factor in clutch performance, uh, which you don't expect to continue. They shot really well from three, which maybe that comes down a little bit. Um, you know, they were, they were, I think, the best offense in the league last year based a lot on on that perimeter shooting and, and mid-range shooting, which can be a little bit up and down. Um, and then also health. They were, you know, stayed healthy. You don't want to project injuries for players, but you don't want to assume, you know, perfect health. And so, yeah, they had the point differential of a 47-win team last year with awesome health and shooting. So dropped them down a couple at 45. I dropped them down to 43. Sorry, guys. Here's the deal. The West is incredibly good. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. Man. The West this better wow. be good. This better be really okay, good. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I, I think I, I think we can all agree the Kings overachieved last year. They're gonna come back. Now we achieve. Yeah, but now we achieved. Now we're just at. Yeah. This is just what we are now. Tentatively, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> so I, I think Phoenix got a lot better than from where they were last year. Um, Golden State by having Wiggins back, I anticipate being a better team. The Lakers post-deadline did have a better record than the Kings. I went and double-checked that because I remember, Aaron, you saying something about maybe they didn't. They did. Um, you know, they've, they're they bringing back that lineup. I think the whole West has gotten a lot better. 
And while the Kings are going to have greater continuity, they had a lot of luck factors that went for them in getting up to that 48. I think getting down to 43, I was debating 43, 44, and maybe put down 44 just to, to make you guys a little bit happier. I think they'll still be above 500. But yeah, they, they survived without injuries. They had the, the late luck. And the whole rest of the West got better around them. I mean, I, I don't know what, what more you want. If you're someone who really likes depth, and this, uh, depth is a big factor in how good a team is in the regular season. And I don't know if there's a better team in terms of depth in the Pacific. This Kings team is deep. There's, you know, 11 guys deep. Once you look at the Suns, there may be six guys deep. Clippers, uh, I don't know, maybe eight yeah. guys deep. The Warriors the are, are deep, but it's, it's but like, sad deep. Wait, wait, wait. It's not the greatest. How deep? Let's we'll, talk we'll about this Kings it. depth. So, yeah, right. let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about it. Sabonis, <laughs> Barnes, Murray, Herder, yeah. Fox. Yeah. Those yeah. five, uh-huh. five quality players. Davion yeah. Mitchell, Luke. Malik Monk. I, I think we can yeah. call them both quality players. Yes, we can, Aaron. Trey Lyles. Are you going to call him? Yeah. Trey Lyles yes. is good. Yes, we Trey are. Trey Lyles, Lyles is, is a very good player. player. Okay. The Lakers' fourth best player. Yeah. He would not be the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> he would not. He got outplayed by Rui Hachimura last year in the playoffs. Outplayed. Outplayed is a stretch, but sure. Out- Alex Len. We're not, Len no was one is good. bringing up we, Alex Len, and Alex Len was fine. No, we had the Kings were I'm, great on defense yeah, when Len was I'm, playing. I'm continuing to just run fun. through your guys. Chris Duarte is fine. Chris Duarte is good. We haven't even mentioned Vizenkov yet. Vizenkov. The MVP of the European League. He's let's great. be serious. Okay, let's see if he's better or worse than Trey Lyles. Like, let's let's call him <laughs> the Jets. Take, that's... I would take two Trey Lyles. He's a really good I'll, player. If he's just like Trey Lyles, it's fine. <laughs> fine I, with me. I, I, I actually, that... um, for another trivia question, I was looking up the best three-man lineups, uh, and Fox, Trey Lyles, and Harrison Barnes mm-hmm. as like a three-man unit are like plus 16 points per 100 possessions. Um, just some insane numbers. <laughs> Sleeping on him. And we, you didn't even bring up JaVale McGee. That's true. The guy the Mavs cut? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't... JaVale's washed. Come on, guys. Yeah. I have no standing with JaVale McGee. I have none. We did just sign Jalen Noel. So if you like ineffic- inefficient bench scorers who can't play defense, then this hey. He's a great Terrence Davis replacement. I, he's actually, Terrence Davis. Noel played like these like 10 points per game. And he, this is a yeah. training contract or a training yeah. camp deal. Like I thought the value there was pretty good. Colby Jones was great in college. I recorded a video about the Bucks should sign him or really it was like all of the guys still available yeah. for, uh, for the Bucks to sign. And I was like, all right, I'll post this in a little bit. You know, guys try to space out videos. And then I saw a video of Jax being like, Kings just signed this guy. I was like, fuck. Of course. <laughs> why? Oh, wait. So, yeah, I'll just post it now and we'll just call it good. But I, I'm curious, um, Nate, what seed did you have the Kings? Um, I do not have it fully fleshed out in the West. Get you were going to say play Get your you? shit together. I have oh, them as oh, a absolutely seven seed. I have them as a seven seed. I mean, let's, let's look at this. They sad. will be behind the Nuggets. They will yeah. probably be behind the Suns and Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting them behind the Lakers. Sure, I'll accept it. Okay, then, you know, I can see them being higher than Memphis. Jaws going to be missing in a lot of games. Um, Clippers, health is always the concern in here. But they're looking at maybe, at best, like the sixth seed there. Um, it's it's a tough West. I have us around six or five as a, as a seed. I, I think we're probably going to be okay in the regular season just because of the depth we can afford to run like a 13-man lineup. A lot of teams can't do that. We can keep guys healthy. I think there is probably a decent level of skepticism that should go towards our playoff run. 
because we don't have established playoff guys. But I think we should be pretty solid in the regular season. I think you guys are way overrating this depth of thing here. I, wanted, I, mean, I was going to know, like, you you say our, our injury, injury luck is so good, yet we have one of the best systems in the league to withstand injuries in terms of our depth and in terms of the the rotations we're playing. We didn't even mention Kessler Edwards. Kess, is Kessler is is he still on the team? Kessler Edwards. Oh, Kessler Edwards is still on the team. You didn't even mention yeah. Kessler Edwards. You didn't even mention Kessler Edwards. <laughs> yeah, Kessler Edwards is great. That would be the fifth best player on the Lakers right now. Is Kessler totally. Edwards? <laughs> the the Lakers wish they could start Kessler Edwards. Are you kidding? He's like a great three and D wing. He's fantastic. Have you ever watched how much that guy hustles? Thank God, you. he hustles. Oh man, you want me to talk to you guys oh. about Alex Fudge and how much Alex Fudge hustles? <laughs> Is that Kester Edwards is a good fucking player. Alex Fudge? Yeah. <laughs> Lakers Summer League standout, Alex Fudge. I was at the Lakers Summer League. I did not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Straight Alex up, Fudge. Apostle of it. Yeah, sure. There was guys on the Lakers Summer League team I liked a lot. Like LJ Figueroa, by the way. A hustler on mm-hmm. your Lakers Summer League team. Great dude. Played uh, for Puerto Rico. Alex Castleton and played great. Col- That's not his first name. His name's Colin. Is it Colin Castleton? Yeah, it's my, Colin Castleton. My mixed the big, up two big, of the guys. Yeah, the big, Nate, yeah, the big white guy. The, Lakers the big white dude. Yeah. The, the sour cream specialist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something. Get out of here with all this depth. We got the sour cream specialist. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we signed him. I'm pretty sure he's no longer on the team. I don't think Colin Castleton's on your roster. <laughs> yeah. There was some controversy about that guy. I can't remember what. It was that he was good. And no, it wasn't. Come on. <laughs> he was like something insane. He was like a, like a dirty player in college or something. I can't remember what. Listen, you to make it in the league, you've got to be dirty if you're a white guy. That's just just talk to Grayson Allen. It's kind of how this works at this point. I knew that was coming. Okay, I I rest my our beautifully laid case about why the Kings are actually the best team in the world. Any, I'll let you guys uh. Clippers, Lakers. I don't want to hear any rebuttals because I just, quite frankly, am not interested. I can't, <laughs> I can't be moved. <laughs> Dylan, where are you going on the Clippers? Do you want to do Lakers first? Everyone, everyone has Lakers over Clippers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, tough look, Dylan. No, I mean, I mean, you guys, you guys are gonna. I, I had them last in this division, but the difference between first and last is like four wins. And so even though I did happen last, I, I'm imagining you guys are going to be way too low. Yeah. So just like looking at last season's wins, um, the Kings had 48 and the Lakers had 43. And that's first to last. Like we're, we're talking five games here. This is actually the first time that all four California teams have made the playoffs in the same year since since we had it, which just, just be fun. I think we're going to we're, we're due for a repeat. Um, yeah, I'm actually predicting based on my wins that all the entire Pacific Division is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. That actually has happened a lot. Having an entire division oh, okay. ranking, I was, was going to say, that is less rare than having all four LA t- or all four California teams yeah. make it. Well, I, I guess there was like that period where the Southwest was like, yeah, really like, good. Yeah, there's like also been times where the Atlantic has been really good. Um, Toronto, Boston, Philly, Knicks. Yeah, during the the Carmelo Anthony era. Oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it happens. Um, my. I've got a fun Lakers stat and then a, a fun Lakers question. My Lakers stat is that uh, Davis, Reeves, LeBron were plus 14, basically 14.9 points per 100 possessions. I then was trying to look at like what other lineups have done that. And it's like 
so many lineups because like Curry, Draymond, Looney, Curry, Draymond, Clay, Curry, Draymond, Poole. Like you just you could just throw in other guys. So I, I pivoted away from that from a question. Uh, my Lakers question is: LeBron has played in one thousand four hundred twenty-one games, tenth most all time. Can you name the nine players that have played more regular season games than him? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Aaron can. <laughs> Aaron, what you got? Kareem. Check. Carl Malone. Check. John Stockton. Check. Kevin Willis. Check. Vince Carter. Check. Um, Robert Parrish. Check. How many is that? Uh, let's see. One, like two, seven three. or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are missing three. I'm missing and three. I will, yep, I will eliminate you if you get a wrong name. And then Dylan and Jack got to figure out the others. Okay. Oh, um, God. I'll try not to stall. I'll try, to, I'll try not to stall. So wait, wait, let's go over who we have. So wait, we got three Willis. lists, right? Yeah, three left. Yes, Kevin Willis is probably the hardest one out there. Robert Parrish, Kareem, Vince Carter, John Stockton, and Carl Malone. Reggie Miller. You are eliminated. Yeah, is he like the twelfth or something? <laughs> um, are the, are the last three Hall of Famers? The last three are all in the Hall of Fame. So Dirk, right? Ooh. Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Is, is Duncan? That's one? the one I could guarantee. Sorry, Dylan. What was yours? Is Tim Duncan up there? Tim Duncan is number 12. You've been eliminated. God damn. Jack, it is down to you. And I'm going to give you this hint. (laughs) There are four MVPs between the two of them. Malone? Uh, Both of them, right? Moses Malone, yes. That is one of them. Three of the MVPs down. I have the (laughs) other one. I'll I'll hold on to it. Oh, you know the other one. Okay. This player played 1,462 regular season games. So he will likely be passed by LeBron this season. Is he white? He is not white. Oh, shit. I thought it was John Stockton. Uh, Aaron already got John Stockton. Oh, never mind. Give him him the decade. He played in the 2000s. Garnett? Kevin Garnett. Well done. The closer. The closer. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. LeBron will, uh, I mean, provided he plays like 50 games, he'll pass Carl Malone, Garnett, Moses, and Kevin Willis. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I ended up with the Lakers because they were on fire post trade deadline. They were they were parting it up. No Russell Westbrook. Let's go. Life is good, but um, if anything makes me nervous, it's health. I had him at forty six wins with a ceiling of like of like fifty two and a floor of like twelve because I just have no idea of where the, <laughs> where LeBron's where how LeBron's foot's gonna be. And um, Anthony Davis is is uh, is always banged up. I had Anthony Davis on my fantasy basketball team last year. He was day to day every Ugh. single day <laughs> every, <laughs> he never David Davis. that's it. what they call him anthony David Davis. like i um he actually played and ended up being like really good obviously and he was fantastic when he's out there but like it was insane like drafting him and as soon as like the season started it was like day to day like like i remember joking so much about how he he made it like a commitment like oh i'm gonna play every game like i'm in it this season and then he was questionable for game two like he made it one <laughs> game and that was it that's all he had left <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i, I we also kind of looked into the lakers with and without lebron and davis and in games without lebron davis they're like negative two points per 100 possessions like they are very reliant on the health of those two guys. And so that I couldn't put them into the 50 win range. But if you want to talk about depth, I think the Lakers finally have like a good 10 man rotation or at least 10 guys deep. You're shaking your head and know it. No, but no, but you really <laughs> want to try to say that Chris Duarte is that much better than like Cam Reddish. Yeah, Cam Reddish is not an NBA player. Yes, I am. I am actually going to say that. No, I am going to say that. Hang on. <laughs> we can have that conversation. Let's do yeah. it. 
You ruined it by going with Riddish. They do have some good players. <laughs> <They do. laughs> That's the worst of all of them. <laughs> Don't pull Riddish. <laughs> Riddish is a really nice Max, man. You could have said Max Christie, and I would have maybe had a conversation about it. Uh, it's, it's just because the young player bias. But like crazy. Tori and French, Jackson Hayes. Like these are all, you know. Jackson just, Hayes? Jackson Hayes is terrible. That guy's not Jackson a Jackson Hayes is terrible. These are, <laughs> the, the, the Lakers have nine rotation players, and Nate hasn't pulled any of them yet. That's a Tori and Prince. Okay, Torian Prince. There you go. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah oh that's a Torian Prince. D'Angelo Russell is better than anyone on the King's bench. Uh, you can have him. Have, go ahead. Hang out with him. Malik Monk? Malik Monk is better than Malik Monk is better. No. Yes, he is. Yes, Malik he is. is absolutely Malik, not Malik better Monk than Malik Monk was like 20 points per night in the, pl- the playoffs. You couldn't play D'Lo in the playoffs. They yeah, would... D'Lo was DNP. It was DNP. Malik Monk was playing like 40 minutes a game. Nate, what was, what was D'Lo's... Playoff three-point percentage. Not great, but <laughs> historically, D'Lo has been significantly better. In the playoffs? Oh, but Malik Monk got hot for once in his life. You really want to tell me that well, Once in that his Malik life, he's Monk, hot all the time. Malik Monk hot all the time? That's he his thing. He scored 45 points against the Clippers. Remember that? Yeah. No, I Fuck don't. The Clippers Still, do you remember yeah, that? Was, was oh. that the game where both teams scored like 180? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it was. <laughs> 45 points went off in the playoffs. It was the best he game went... of my life. I so Malik Monk <laughs> shot 35.9% from three on the season last year. Yeah. On the season. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, 39.6. So okay. if we want to bring out of stuff here and talk like sample size, yeah, Monk had a, had, or uh, Russell had a bad playoffs. Monk had a good Good hot week where he played seven games. Insane. Monk shot thirty three percent from three in the playoffs. Just just so you know, this guy that you're talking about being a super hot scorer. Yeah, he He uh, just got in there. I'm seeing thirty one point zero percent from three on rate on Russell. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. Make the argument. D'Lo wasn't fucking playing. He wasn't in the game. They were DNPing him. (laughs) D'Lo played more minutes per game than Malik Monk in the playoffs. They were they were completely cutting him out. That's because we have Def Nate. He's playing less minutes because we have Def. <laughs> there we go. It's the Def. Ah, uh, yes, that great Def. Kevin Herter. What a uh, Kevin what a Herter. Steal. Was... <laughs> You're disrespecting Kevin Herter. You could have chosen anyone to disrespect. Herter's <laughs> <laughs> not the target. You're talking about with Aaron, with, with Aaron, Kevin Herter has to be the target because I know it gets him riled up. There are so many easy target targets, and you chose a really good one. I'm, I just want to mention with the Lakers. I fell for it every year, and I, that's why I coined the shit shuffle term. I did it when they go, like, got rid of Carmelo Anthony, and I did it last season, and this, then this season, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. They get rid of all of their bad players. They take on a bunch of projects, a bunch of players no one else wants, like Jackson Hayes, who the Pelicans needed good players. Like they're trying to make the playoffs. He's not even playing, and they're like, okay, like all these players, we're gonna fix. Like we're gonna fix these guys. It's not happening. Like they're gonna be just as bad as they were last year. But they got Christian Wood. Christian Wood is awesome. <laughs> he sucks. The Mavs needed a center so badly, and they wouldn't even play him. Mavs needed someone who would play defense. That is not Christian Wood. But next to either Vanderbilt or Davis, they're gonna be fine defensively. You just needed someone to score. Like he's gonna be fighting with Rui Hachimura for minutes to be like that offensive spark plug. I'm still waiting for the nine man deep. Davis, Vanderbilt, LeBron, Reeves, uh-huh. Gabe Vincent, Rui Hachimura, mm-hmm. Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, Christian Wood, Max Christie. 
eight and a half take it or leave (laughs) it's good you know and and they obviously have championship potential like with their talent but i'm not falling for the shit shuffle again it's not happening they're gonna be about as good as they were last year i did actually as much as i give i'll give lakers fans crap (laughs) about christian wood i do actually like the idea in principle because it'll allow someone to score the ball Mm -hmm. when ad and lebron can't play so i guess that is valuable i'll i'll give you that but Christian Wood in a playoff game is a terrifying, terrifying scenario. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's he's going to put up buckets in the regular season, which the Lakers actually do need. They don't have a lot of um, offensive creators. But yeah, then then he just won't play in the playoffs. Yeah, well, for the Lakers, you got to have a lineup that can score when LeBron is off the court, and and like right now, you can run out a lineup of Davis, Wood, Vanderbilt, D'Lo, and Reeves, and like that still has some offense defense balance that can still put up points. That's that's a bad scoring lineup. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I mean, it, hey, you're resting your best player. You gotta or call Davis the best player, but like you gotta be able to score. And Reeves, D'Lo, and Wood will be able to put up points. I'm more concerned about when you rest Davis, the fact that they still don't have any like backup rim protection because that's not going to be Christian Wood. What do you think about the Hungarian guy that the Lakers signed? I don't think he's gonna play. Okay. I kind of liked him in Europe. I thought he was an interesting piece. I thought his perimeter defense. He's got. He's a really good rebounder. I liked some aspects of him. Vincent is his name. Yeah, I don't even think he's, he's still. Kind of, I don't really think he, he. I think he's on the roster now. I don't know. No. I just, I want an excuse to talk about European players. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I like it. It'd be nice if we could have another good big yeah. guy, but just, yeah. Oh, hey, we do actually have Colin Castleton. Uh, we signed him on two way, apparently. Kind of think he'll get cut. And, and you want to talk about European players? We spent, you know, two minutes talking about Christian Wood, who's going to be playing in Turkey in like two years. <laughs> He is, he is. He's going to go to the the Tashkent Rovers of the Turkmenistani Basketball Association. Turkey's so mean. (laughs) That's so specific. Turkey is insanely good. He's going to go play for Antalyaspor. Turkey's a good league. I'm not saying China, I'm saying Turkey. He's not good enough for Spain anyway. It's like a North Korean league. He's going to go... The league where they give you eight points for a shot if you're down. Mm-hmm. Turkey's one of the one of the five best basketball leagues in the world, I swear. Is it? <laughs> I, 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 believe I believe you. I wasn't disrespecting it that much. <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple good teams in there. Uh, Jack, what's the what's the best European league? Is it Spain? I mean like it's I know Euro Spain. League, but Spain, yeah. Spain and uh, Spain and Italy are up gotcha. there. Yeah. ACB in Spain. There are good teams in Turkey. I'm just being disrespectful. Yeah. Fenerbahce is a solid team. They're Those sure. guys are nice. Galatasaray are okay. Anyway. All right, we got to touch on the Clippers. Yeah, well, give me give me your wins first. For the Lakers? Aaron, yeah, what you got? 46. 46? 48. There we go. That wasn't so hard. So our average Lakers are uh, 47.25. What's, what's their over-under? I can't wait for this ridiculous number. The Lakers over-under is... 47.5. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, what did what you say, hell? Nate? What's your prediction? I thought it was going to be 50. Um, I went with 49. There's no way the Lakers are a 50-win team. Like, as high as I am on them, um, and having some continuity, like, they kept they kept players that can play with LeBron and Davis, Vanderbilt, Reeves, Rui, and D'Lo, but, like, I, I don't trust their health enough to get them to 50. There's that, there's that ceiling and that cap, and I won't cross it. Um, but I think it's I think it's cool that we got to... 47.25 and the over under is 47.5 so we are we are right at these lines vegas you know what you're doing for all the bickering and like back and forth it's like 46 wins to 49 wins like you're fucking crazy you're <laughs> yeah. an idiot three wins like you're out of your mind <laughs> exact same thing with the kings we're like <laughs> half of us are like saying that 
we seen that last year, Dylan, and they were like, yeah, so we got them within like two wins of each other. <laughs> but it's like a disrespectful two wins too low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So for the Clippers here, last season, the Clippers were the second oldest team in the league. We don't quite know who's going to be the oldest teams because the t- rosters are still being cut and trimmed down now. Uh, but this year, they have eight players who are over 30. Can you name the eight players? You want to do the same system with Dylan this yeah. time? Yeah. Or if he gets one wrong? What am I doing? Over 30? Over 30. Was it? Th- well, 30 or over. Sorry. Okay. Uh, how many? This is going to be Eight embarrassing if I get like if I get like three of them and then get wrong. Russ, Paul, George, Kawhi. Yep. Mm-hmm. Morris, Batum. Yep. Norm Powell. Yep. He was the one I thought he might be sketchy because he's at 30. Rocco. Rocco. And Plumley. Oh, I know the last one. There we yep. go. Yep. Yeah. Plumley. So, God, that, Plum, Mason Plumley is 30 years old. Mason Plumley is 33. What? <laughs> I play too don't, much 2K16. I'm like, <laughs> don't worry. The Clippers really? do have some young pieces that project to be in the rotation. Terrence Mann, Kenyon Martin Jr., Bones Highland, maybe Josh Primo. Holy shit, he's almost 34. Josh Primo? <laughs> Yeah. Are we going to do the Josh Primo thing? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the Josh Primo thing. Primo is suspended Ooh. for four games for uh, exposing himself to female members of the Spurs training staff. You know, I knew there was flashes of p- potential somewhere. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> he sh- he's shown flashes in his early career. Yeah, there's been oh, flashes. Man. Wow. The the iron fist of the NBA came coming, came crashing down. Four games, Josh Primo, learn your lesson. <laughs> the NBA is way too light on shit like that. He should be launched into the sun. Just an NBA themed like NBA decals around like a cannon that just shoots you into the Pacific Ocean. I think there's probably a bit of um, Miles Bridges there where he basically set out the entire last season. So I'm sure that they factored that in. Oh, that's such horse shit. The whole like, oh, you've been sitting out, so that's your suspension. That's a bunch of garbage. I miss David Stern. You know, call it what it is. Give him a 30-game suspension when it happens, and then let teams figure it out. Or do the, like, drug suspension thing. We have to spend two years in some other league. Have fun in the G League or in Turkey. David Stern would have had Josh Primo excommunicated, excommunicado for life. <laughs> not only can you not play, if other NBA players see you, they have to like attack you. Like it's a, it's like a hill, like John Wick thing. David David Stern kind of s- strikes me as the kind of guy that might be okay with this sort of behavior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, this, is a, this is a take don't, don't, how could you slander david stern like this don't <laughs> david stern was he, kind of a 50s guy like yeah he's, he's, a, he's an old black guy i'm sure he's like well this is what happens when you bring women into the workplace these guys are all hyped up on testosterone you know it's gonna happen we could do a bill simmons draft of commissioners that would be most okay with sexual harassment <laughs> in the workplace Listen, you play Roger rap Goodell music too loud, you're pick. suspended, but... Uh, uh, with the first pick, I'm taking Roger Goodell. Oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> All right, so the Clippers, you know, I mean, aside from Highland, uh, Primo, Kenny and Martin Jr., Terrence Mann, who may all have gotten better, we pretty much know what they are. But will this finally be the year where Kawhi and Paul George are healthy? Maybe? At, at this point, like, you kind of expect that they are what they are, which is players that are going to play between 50 and 60 games. And before you guys go, you know, trying to say that they're a 38-win team because of that, like, that's exactly what happened last year, and they won 44 games. Some of those 50 games for Kawhi were, like, weird shit, where, like, he's trying to come off the bench and whatever. And then they and then they got better, so... 
I'm interested to hear what you guys are gonna, <laughs> where your win totals are gonna be. Um, so I, I think the thing with the the Clippers is even if they're healthy, I just don't love the roster to start. Like I don't feel like it has like the LeBron Anthony Davis punch anymore. But another year, everyone gets a bit older. I had him at forty wins. But that's a low floor. Like that's me if things go wrong. Um, when I when I went over my predictions, I had to be like, well, someone has to lose games, and I saw the Clippers as a team with a lower floor, so I kind of attacked them. Um, it's gonna be repeated last season. I'm interested to see like the new resting rules. Is that going to make them better? Like actually like make those guys play and they start winning more games and they just like accidentally win 47 games, um, or are they actually incapable of playing that much and they do sustain serious injuries? So that's kind of the, I mean, it's the biggest wild card in the entire league, in my opinion. For me, I I feel like a lot of their guys have really started to show their age, not just the Kawhi and Paul George, but like Marcus Morris had a stretch where he was really bad last season. And Nicholas Batum, who like two years ago was like, hey, this is why I tricked Michael Jordan into giving me all of this money. Why he gave me a bigger contract than Scottie Pippen made in his entire career. Like, uh, like he, he showed flashes of it. And I think last year was really showing his age. It's just as we get another year older, um, I'm kind of more worried. I, I now have two worries, I guess I should say. One, will Kawhi and Paul George be healthy? Two, will the surrounding pieces look old uh, and, and competent? So I went with 42 wins. I I was a little worried that mine was going to be low, and it's not because Aaron and Nate have both gone lower than me. I went with 43 because I still do think that the top-end talent is there, and I like Powell. I'm a little bit scared about everyone else. Like, I'm not sure, like, is Amir Coffey going to be in the NBA? Because he had some legal troubles, so I don't know about that. I don't really know what Bones Highland is anymore. Brandon Boston Jr. just doesn't play. I saw him in college. He looked okay, but... Amir Coffee, I really liked, but I'm not sure if he's playing anymore. Dylan, let us have it. What, what are you thinking? What's your defense for the Clippers? Uh, it's understandable where you guys are going wrong. Where you're, like you were saying, Aaron, like, <laughs> where, going wrong? Where, is, <laughs> where is the floor for this team? But the thing is, they pretty much already hit their floor last year. Like the two guys, the two main guys played 50 wins, including, you know, the, the weird Kawhi coming off the bench. Other guys missed games or got old like Morrison. Morris and um, non-Powell played only 60 games where um, you'd expect probably more of him. Um, and then the Clippers had a massive hole at power forward where they were playing Morris or, or Batum, who became unplayable. Um, and they still won 44 games. And so, like, this team's going to be better. Are they? Post, post-trade deadline with Russ, the offense got a lot better. Um, I know you guys have been shitting on Russell Westbrook, but on, since, he, since he came to the Clippers... Um, He's actually been a lot better. Like the scoring efficiency is fine. The usage is a career low. He's deferring. The pace is increasing, which is helping any any play defense. And so like this team is better than they were last year. Like the, you already hit the floor last year and they won 44 games. So wait, wait, wait. Hit the floor last year. Are we sure? Because I feel like 50 games for Kawhi and PG might be more, might be closer to the ceiling. Like that's if they play, what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then the other guys like... Have you addressed the hole at power forward? Because Morris and Rocco are still kind of unplayable at times. And like, what what did they end up? 43 wins last year? 44? The, KJ Martin can play some of those minutes. He's pretty solid. I liked that pickup, to be fair. D- Dylan asked me earlier this offseason if there were any players on the Houston Rockets I liked. And I said KJ Martin. And his response was, 
Yeah, KJ will be on a different team by the time the Rockets get good. And he is on a different team. I, I like KJ Amar, and I just, you know, I, I'm not sure that they really have addressed all of those holes or that the 44 wins is the floor because we yeah. could see Kawhi it's, and Paul play less. It's a full season of Russell Westbrook. It's KJ Martin upgrading over Morris. They had unfortunate shooting luck. Their opponents started just making all their threes post trade deadline, which affected the defense. It was really solid to start the season and then fell off because they the three point shooting luck. started making all yeah started making all their threes. Um, and they still won forty four games. Like Kawhi and Paul George are probably going to play more. Um, the young guys are probably getting better. They brought in KJ Martin to replace some of those Morris minutes. Like this is going to be a, a good offensive team and a decent defensive team. They're, they've won 44 games last year and got better. What are you expecting out of Bones Highland? Uh, like 15 minutes as a backup point guard. Okay. That's, How that's many wins reasonable. did you say, Dylan, for the Clippers? What do you think? Yeah, where are you at? <laughs> Despite my impassioned arguments, I went with 44. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> no, because like Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul George are going to miss games and like they do have some depth concerns, but like... They won 44 last year, and that they are not going to be worse than that. Do you want to know where Vegas has them? Go ahead, Nate. 46 and a half. Wow. Mm, easy on that. Yes. I, I, could, I could see 46 easier than I could see 40. Okay. You get 60 games out of Kawhi and Paul George instead of 50. Um, Tyler's yeah. a good coach. KJ Martin plays well. Noel I, Powell plays more. He was important for their offense. And, and Russell Westbrook, you get a full season out of them. Do you think you're more likely to see 60 games out of those two or 40 games out of those two? Because I think that 60 is how you get the 60. get 50. I think 40 is how you get the 40. 60. Ka- Kawhi's coming in healthy. There's, he's not going to miss the start of the season. He's not going to come off the bench. 60 is more likely. I, I wanted to touch on what Nate was saying earlier about are we sure that's the floor? Because when I was saying the floor, I'm saying like like Kawhi has a degenerative knee issue and like he just misses a ton of time and the career is in jeopardy floor. Like that's the floor. Right. But we're talking realistic floor. And Dylan is bullying me, guys. I need someone help me. <laughs> I, I, I was backing up. I was saying you're talking realistic floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 40, uh, 40 wins is what I had. Yeah. I, I don't know. I also just... I think the West is is better this year. I think, you know, the teams that missed out on the playoffs or were below them uh, in the Lakers, Warriors, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Thunder, Mavs. Are you can all... mention the Jazz too. I, I don't think I don't think Utah wants to be better. Um, yeah. Getting me up on Mike Conley and then try and turn all over the, the point guard slot to, um, gosh, what is the rookie name? Keontae. Uh, Keontae George. Keontae George. Yeah. I got Sexton. Cool. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Sexton's going to run a competent offense that distributes and flows well like Mike Conley did. And so, like, I just have such an irrational love for this team. I don't know why they're going to be fun. I just I think right? they're a fun like thirty five win team, not like a fun knocking on on playoff store. But you know, OKC, you saw what Shea and Kelly Olynyk did in FIBA. Well, Chet at Holmgren is like a better version of Kelly Olynyk right now, right? That's all we need. You know, I could see them jumping up. Pelicans, if you ever get 40 games of Zion, jump up. Minnesota, uh, Anthony Edwards jumps up. I think the Lakers jump. So I'm just like, if if these teams are rising, some teams have to fall. That's where I went with the, the Kings falling down, the Clippers falling down. Yeah, it's uh, it's the teams in the East because the West is, is ridiculous. It's the East that's going to fall off. Hmm. That's where those wins come from. 
it's you play 52 games against your own conference, so you're going to play. Oh, 30 and 0 against the West, the East. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going with. That's that's just how we're locking that's, it in. That's my true prediction for the Clippers: 30 and 0 against the East. Well, the way we ended up with our averages is we ended up with I'm just going to round to the nearest whole number: uh, Suns at 51, Warriors at 49, Lakers at 47, Kings at 45. And Clippers at 42. So still all above 500 and playoff play in for all of them. What's our biggest like differential between the person who picked the lowest and the highest wins on, on a team? Oh, asking me to do the work here. Uh, Lakers was a three-win difference. Uh, Warriors was a three-win difference. Kings was a four-win difference. Was Phoenix. that the highest on that? I might be. Uh, Kings, yes. You had 47, I had 43. Uh Phoenix is actually our, our biggest differential. I had 55 wins, uh, and then Dylan, you took the 47. So we're looking at a uh, an eight-win differential. All in all, not too bad. It's so next yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're pretty much in line, even even though like we spent this entire podcast absolutely disagreeing with each other. We're, we're, we're all pretty much in agreement on like the rough range that these guys are in, which is going to be like a really good division. It still hurts me to put the Kings below the Warriors in a final Pacific division standing though yeah. why you guys end up below them in the uh the playoffs ah bosh <laughs> it's a new season we're better now yeah exactly we have sasha Vizenko. come on <laughs> that i think we should probably wrap i know aaron's got to get to work jack where can the people find you you can find me on tiktok twitter jack the king's fan easy aaron where can the people find you possible chair is on tiktok and this podcast all the time dylan where can people find you on this podcast some of the time you can find me nate underscore hoops temple on tiktok and you can email us all hoops temple at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening